What are the characteristics of the most influential leaders? Is it the way they talk? What they say? Or simply their presence? I'm Hamish Coots, and you're listening to Talent Talks, brought to you by SEEK. Dr. Louise Marler is a body language expert who completed her PhD on the missing component of leadership, which she defines as vocal intelligence. She joined me at the 2019 World Employment Conference to discuss the mind-body-voice connection and how to build influence in the workplace. You've done considerable research into the missing component of leadership, uh, which you've defined as vocal intelligence. What can you tell me about vocal intelligence? What is it? Well, do you know, when I was a little girl, I found a stone axe. And this stone axe was incredibly important because it was actually made of green stone. And it was an example of the trading of Aboriginal culture. And I took it um, to the authorities and said, look, I'd like to give this back to the owners. And what they said was, oh, the different tribes have split up and and it's very difficult to find. And, And I find that that stone axe was a great metaphor for this work. Because first of all, it's really ancient knowledge. It's incredibly important. But what happens is it falls between faculties of thought. And that means that people ignore it, it gets lost. And it's time to reinstate what I call vocal intelligence. And the vocal part, you know, to quote my PhD, is the mobilisation and expression of energy, emotion and personal presence through engagement with the voice. Yep. And the intelligent component is about creating, evaluating and choosing um, amongst the options for authentic and effective expression of self. So hugely important hugely for the whole recruitment leadership yeah. industry. And the mind-body-voice connection, why is that so important when it comes to leadership and, and having an impact in, in our society we're in today? So, it's forgotten. So, what we do is we have the mind and the body. We know they're connected. But what people don't realise is that the mind connects to the body and the body shapes the voice. And the voice is an indicator of change. And, you know, there's no mind change without voice change. And it, the, the body is the middleman through which it goes. Right. And there's no vocal change without mental change so you know it's all interconnected and you have to understand that connection to make personal changes and along with all the incredible amount of academic research that you've done you're also classically trained opera singer as well yeah um and and what in my limited knowledge i know about opera is it's incredibly important the voice is incredibly important to get the story the narrative across how did you start in opera tell us about your time there when i was at school i started a you know a, a little choir and doing some solo parts and the guy said do some solo parts you know and you get a little bit bitten by it so I started to have singing lessons um, and then when I did my first degree was in math statistics and I was still doing singing and doing some performances and the my singing teacher said you know Louise I think you should do this professionally and I thought oh life upon the wicked stage bureau of statistics life upon the wicked stage and I thought oh life upon the wicked stage I have to say at this stage of my life I probably needed a better mentor to say, Louise, what are you thinking? Um, However, that was the choice I made. The skills that you learnt around opera and using your voice now, did that still serve you in your research and and how you present yourself now? Oh, goodness, yes. Uh, I I mean, for instance, I I was, you know, working with some people yesterday and I said to this young man who wanted to get into training, I mean, it's the reality of health. I said, if you're going to speak for a whole day, you're not going to last. 
you know, so you just don't last, you lose your voice, so there's a health issue. But my fascination is with the psychology of voice and, and what we do. And, you know, I was in Europe for 10 years. I had a soloist contract at the Vienna State Opera for a few years and I was met some of the greatest singers in the world and people who worked in this area and, you know, that was just a, a, a great honour. And when I came back into the business world, I was flabbergasted at how people had no idea and especially about practice about discipline uh, about being mindful of what's going on uh, the sort of things that I hear are uh, people doing vocal fry and you know burying back on their voice and I'm listening to them what are you doing you know what, what, that's it, what? and they go oh that's the way I speak no it's not no it's not it's not stop it you know, stop it now. Uh, it drives me nuts. Like what you hear? Tune into more Talent Talks by hitting the subscribe or follow button in your favourite podcast app. Just search Seek Talent Talks. So let's touch on leadership just to start with. What are some of the traits that make for a really impactful, engaging speaker? particularly if he's looking to influence his or her team? You know, they all fit together, and I, it, it's called the Anna Karenina principle. It means everything has to be right. Okay. Um, having said that, there's one thing that stands out dramatically, and that is the breath. If the breath isn't low in the body, people imitate you. And and if you're high with your breath and, and stressed, you know, it's a disaster. So leaders have to be under control to get their breath down low in their body, to unjam their diaphragm and get it down. The open your mouth. You know, everyone's got their mouth shut and they're talking with their teeth jammed. And, uh, Clenched uh, jaw. Yeah, you know, stop it. And eye contact, obviously, is soft eye contact. But I think... Um, that new business will have a few things. It will have movement. We haven't had movement in business. Sitting around tables is cruelty to dumb animals. We shouldn't be doing it. And we need more movement. If we're going to have movement, we need to think about where we move. It needs gestures. Gestures guide airflow. And you've got to do gestures. We've got to bring that in. So leaders will have a low breath, you know, an open mouth, a, a neutral face with eyes. They'll move, they'll gesture. And another one that I'd like to add in, they will smile. You know, let's bring back smiling. What holds people back when it comes to vocal expression? What are some of the more you know common traits that you see people doing all the time that doesn't make them the best communicators they could be? Well, there's one absolute blockage, and that is they don't think they can change. Everybody thinks this is the voice I have. This is what I was born with. Wrong. How can people improve their vocal skills? If you could give the two or three tips that they can work on, right? Um, what would they be? Look, when I'm queen, I'm going to make sure that everybody does singing lessons. That yeah. will be compulsory. Okay. And what they'll uh, need to do is uh, manage their breath, get breath out of their body. You know, um, it, to inspire comes from the verb spirare. And spirare means to, br- to breathe. So inspire. But funnily enough, inspire is not you breathing in. It's you breathing out. Out because you inspire others and to inspire others you've got to get air out of your body and into the body of others so you know get together with your breath work out how to get it out of your body stop breathing in start breathing out open your mouth and start experimenting with sound you know calling out yelling hi 
hi, hi, that sort of thing to people that you meet and, and, and just experimenting and realising that you have enormous potential. Let's move on to body language and again talking about leadership, why is it so important and we, we sort of touched on it but for leaders to exhibit good body language, positive body language I guess is how I would see it. Yeah. So, body language uh, is everything. You know, when you look at face-to-face communication, people think it's the words. Where did we get that idea? It's not the words, it's the body. And body comes first, voice comes second, words come third. And a very poor third, uh, you know, in face-to-face. We're not talking about the written word, we're talking about communication. And um, what happens is we, we ignore it, but and we ignore it uh, for perception, that is a huge uh, problem because people perceive what you're doing so you need to bring that under control but actually there's a second um, area which is that when you work on your body it's healthy like stand up straight open your throat get your tongue out of uh, out of your throat this is actually healthy it is not healthy to be holding your breath jamming your body and blocking your sound you know it's not healthy don't do it if you look at successful leaders what are some of the common traits you see of their body language that makes you think, well, they're in control of their message and actually their message is getting through? Isn't it an old one? Stand up yeah. straight. Yeah. Stand up straight. And also, it's where you get the power in the body. So you'll see that they have a lot of power in their lower body. So they certainly don't lean forward and throw their body and throw their head and, yeah. and get that tight sound. So they're, they're firm on the ground. They have two feet on the ground. Their body is up straight. Their power is in their lower body. Their mouth opens easily. They reach their arms off their body. They're free and open with their upper body. We see some leaders and also some people hunch, hunch over and almost adopt a timid um, stance when they're presenting or speaking. Is that is that a confidence area? Is that almost closing yourself down to be less vulnerable? Is it to uh, bend over the upper body? Mm. Uh, it certainly has perceptions of being timid and all of those things. But the reality is that to bend over the upper body. Uh, actually jams the diaphragm. We're back again to breathing. And the fact that you jam your diaphragm, you can't breathe, you know, that Anna Karenina principle except for the one major thing, which is breath. Game's over. Yeah, Game's okay. over. If you're looking at body language, and I'll run through a few, but if somebody has uh, an aggressive mindset, you know, when they're speaking or presenting, what's their body doing? Well, in the face immediately, you're going to get a jam jaw. And it's the tempo mandibular behind the, uh, in front of the ears. Are you going to get that tightness? Um, you're going to get eyes that stare and don't blink. There's a blink rate that's soft, and that's every four seconds. So the eyes are going to blink a lot less than every four seconds. The head will go jammed. The neck will go jammed. It's a way of predicting ourselves. And then we'll start throwing that head like a ball at people. Or we'll start throwing our upper body, throwing the upper body um, across the table. Um, with the hands, we're going to point, 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 and do, you know, vicious, sharp gestures. That's aggression. If somebody is inclusive and their message is inclusive, what, what, what's their body doing? What, and to the other point, what's their voice doing? Their body, their mouth's going to be open. They're going to have a smile. They're going to have the muscles lifted under the eyes. They're going to be blinking every four seconds. Um, their upper body will be loose. They'll be nodding. Um, their arms will be off their body and uh, gesturing. And they'll be embracing people around them. And um, what will their voice be like? It will be flowing. The voice of trust is a voice that continues to flow. And if, uh, 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 you know, if you if if 
if you break the air, it's very untrustworthy. So you want a voice that continues to flow. Okay. You want air that's coming out of the body and massaging the people around you. Literally touch, voice touches people. You know, voice is palpable, it's air vibrations and it touches people. So the voice will come out, it will flow, um, they will sound well-rounded in their sound. And As we're doing a podcast, and there's probably a lot of people listening to this, it'd be great to sort of give them some examples, but if you look at the world stage at the moment, and I don't know, perhaps we start with some political leaders or world leaders, people that, in your mind, exhibit really good body language and voice when they're communicating, who, who, would, who would spring to mind? Well, there's one example on Earth who stands out, and this is not um, a political, a no political judgment, but often those people in the public eye are in political positions, and that person is Obama. He is genius on a stick. The way he walks, the way he moves, where he positions his body, he's incredible. Um, then we had uh, Bill Clinton. I, I haven't seen Bill Clinton and I just would love to because people always talk about his eye contact and how magnificent it is. You know, then there was Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill, his body didn't work so well, but his voice was... And he unique voice too, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. He, if we look at the ability to influence, and obviously a lot of people listen to this are in the HR and recruitment professions, and, and they need to influence their, the candidates they deal with, their clients, hiring managers. If you could give them some tips to work on so that they can, through their tone of voice, through their body language, through their communication, what should they really be focusing on in order to have more influence when they're delivering a message? Yeah. Everybody needs what's called a rest position, which is a neutral position. It's like driving a car, driving the body, and you need a neutral position with your body. And, you know, I find people are doing silly things like putting their hands under the table, which undermines trust. You need okay, to get yeah. them on the table. Palms are out. Um, elbows are off the body. Embracing gestures. Nodding, blinking, smiling, encouraging people. That was Louise Marler, body language expert and executive coach and trainer. For more Talent Talks episodes, subscribe or follow Seek Talent Talks in your favourite podcast app.